0: What's up everybody? I'm Ryan. And I'm Anthony. And today we are talking about Spectral. What's Spectral, Anthony? Spectral, I believe, isn't that the prequel to the Ghostbusters movies? I think so. Isn't that like episode 4 now? Oh man, I really need to really study up on my Ghostbusters-ology there. We're so bad. <sighs> okay i'll go (laughs) hey everybody welcome back to another episode of let's do a podcast we are called let's do a podcast right because i get confused about that sometimes we go back and forth so many times is it let's do or let's make or i think it is let's do a podcast right we'll say it's that we vacillate between one or the other depending on what we're talking about here we'll decide i know the last one we released i said the wrong one yeah And I was, as soon as I heard, I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to fix that, though. (laughs) I never know. I never know. We'll get it one day. I really probably shouldn't drink beer also while I'm working on, like, some of the social media elements of this. (laughs) Yeah. It is what it is. So, of course, as we mentioned, we're talking about Spectrum. Uh, Spectral. Spectral. Sorry. My bad. Spectral. Yeah. Provided by our cable provider, Spectrum. Yeah. (laughs) Right? It's pretty much the same thing. Um, Not a sponsor, by the way. No. Uh, but before we get into it and the descriptions and all that, Anthony, tell me about what you are sipping on. What's your palate being uh, blessed by today? Oh, man. Today, this is a uh, sad farewell, unfortunately, to uh, one of the limited release beers by Com- Community Beer Company, uh, the uh great in my opinion 3d ipa there's been Mm. i've read i've I've been reading some of the online reception on beer advocate and some of the other websites and it's not a hundred percent uh it's not a hundred percent fan pleaser which is crazy which i don't understand but i am a i fully enjoy the 3d ipa it's a triple india pale ale triple ipa uh it's uh uh, just a little bit of the, co- the, the ad copy from the community's website Describes flavorful and aromatic hops Which I can vouch for They're delicious mm-hmm. uh, They they talk about these flavors of, flavors of kiwi, cantaloupe, and honey Dew okay. melon Words are hard hmm? I said it's Word. okay, words are hard sometimes well, I have also been sampling <laughs> That's right Just a little bit We've had a plethora <laughs> 12% ABV and 85 IBUs and it came out back in May. Uh, unfortunately, it's a limited release. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Community uh, Mosaic IPA, mm. uh, and Ryan here actually introduced this to me because, unfortunately, my uh, my local uh, liquor store that had, I've never seen it in there. So every time I've gotten yeah. the can of this, I've gotten it from Ryan. Uh, so I've I've only had a couple of them uh, because he wants to keep the rest of them for himself. Hey, you know what? <laughs> they're very limited. I, I know if if I knew for sure I could get more I would totally give you <laughs> way more but you know whatever I I really understand because this has been one of my favorites this summer so unfortunately this is uh from what I understand there's uh supplies it might, were very limited yeah. It's might a be the last brew. batch we ever have yeah so uh this, I'm saying a fond farewell to 3d ipa here's to you 3d ipa thank you very much that's right uh maybe we can even once we release this episode maybe we can put a picture up of the can because it's pretty cool yeah you you actually have to wear 3d glasses with it you don't have to Uh, to get the to get the full effect yeah because they printed out like a 3d thing so you put it on and there's like blocks and they actually look 3d it was pretty cool how they did that fortunately whenever you whenever you is it coming the four pack yeah yeah so these are the these come in the tall uh 473 milliliter can uh, and they uh they come with the glasses yep. the 3d uh the red and blue glasses so you can get the full effect of the of the can as well so you can kind of see the uh it's a little uh hop man with the 3d glasses yeah. popping out of the can there it it's looks really really, cool. I've seen it once it looks really cool yeah I've, i so side note i've been thinking about getting actually a hop tattoo uh huh and i was like that would be the oh, most yeah. badass hop tattoo to get ever well you got to keep this you got to keep the can right? so you can get this uh, get I've this been guy thinking tattooed about on that, there yeah so. Um, So I've been trying to figure out what beer do I want to talk about because mm-hmm. what I'm drinking, well, it's a community surprise there. Um, Again, community beer company, love them. Not a sponsor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but if they would want to, I totally would be. Oh, down. I would accept community if you're out there listening. <laughs> right. Just hey, but uh, call my people. Yesterday I had some awesome beer by Pegasus, and then I had a lot of Deep Ellen Brewery. So I've I've had a a lot of beer within the last couple of days but I think I'm gonna talk about the community one that I'm drinking right now just because I like it obviously because I'm drinking it and I bought some of it so it's the medical grade haze it's a hazy indiana pale ale this is another one from Indiana? their not small batch series. It's not Indiana. Yeah, I said India. In- yeah. yeah, I said Indiana. This is a new grade of uh, <laughs> IPAs from Indiana, wrong. not India. That's right, this is Indiana Pale Ale. Um, so the can kind of makes it look like you know medical. Like it makes it look like it's going to be like medical weed. Is there any CBD in this? There's not. Oh, um, <laughs> <But> honestly, boo, <laughs> what I the, the flavors from it were not what I expected. I expected more of kind of, I guess, that CBD area. But it, it's very much... It's still a really awesome, hazy, juicy beer. It, it, super hazy, actually, for mm-hmm. especially for community, I feel like. Yeah. But... uh, Yeah, I've yet to try this one. Uh, I have one sitting in my refrigerator that I've been waiting. Uh, I was trying to decide uh, today whether I was going to have the 3D IPA or this one this one's this one came out more recently this one came yeah. out in june or july i can't remember yeah, I think uh, was remember when it came j- out june i think it was the end of june so this one's hanging <laughs> on a little bit longer than the 3d ipa yeah uh again it's from the community small batch uh series as well uh so i think i may i may enjoy being uh enjoying this one in the future during one of our future podcasts oh yes if, if I can keep it in my refrigerator for that long. You probably won't. I guarantee you. as <laughs> soon as this is over and we start eating dinner or whatever, you're yeah. going to start drinking I probably want to try that. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, it's... This little segment is always so hard for me just because really on my weekends, I go drink beer. I try to drink lots of different kinds of beer and all that stuff because during the week, I try to, you know, well, we got Well, we got to and, research for the fans out there, yeah, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's always so hard because, I mean, yes, I know lately I've done a lot of communities like what so the comment i've been drinking the Uh, same stuff yeah or the tops even i mean Uh, uh, yeah yeah, because we went last weekend we went to tops yeah i did i think to the brewery yeah yeah i did like three podcasting uh drinking like the same freaking tops but it's so good that's the hard part is like i I love all these other ones but man the three main ones that i love i just ah so hey, good. everybody's got fav- uh, this community, The Community Mosaic IPA yeah. is my favorite. But I don't think I've actually had that while during doing this podcast. I may, I may hear that next time. They're doing the Super uh, Community... Yes, uh, uh, on Labor Day weekend. What's it it's, uh, this, it's the super, uh, super Mosaic IPA. Oh, is that all? Okay. I believe so. I do not remember if it's the same name, but just super impressive. Yeah, yeah. To, for one, it's just a special batch. And also to celebrate the new law where we can buy actual beer from the breweries yeah texas finally gets like gets their head on straight yeah, a little about, bit there it's about time <laughs> so there's a lot of special beers coming out for it a lot of different stuff so who knows what we're going to be drinking our next yeah uh, podcast but it's gonna be great so now that we've been talking about this for a while let's jump in to the movie uh spectral found on spectral. netflix i always so, want to say spectrum it's spectrum. so <laughs> It's like, uh, well, it, it, well, it's interesting Because it deals a lot with Spectrum At least in the very beginning of the movie Yeah, that, I think this always throws me off Is they say Spectrum a lot So I'm like, wait, is this Spectrum? What am I watching again? <laughs> am I reading this wrong? I remember, I think I paused the movie Like, Hannah, what does this say? Because <laughs> I believe uh, So the, uh, the quote-unquote antagonists of the movie Because there's really no well-defined antagonist in the movie uh, except for the the creatures that uh they uh come up against in the movie they're referred to by several different names but i think the first like solid name we get for these are hyper hyper spectral anomalies yes so here i i have a quick little description about the movie so you can kind of uh get the gist oh yes so i'm getting ahead about. of myself here yeah yeah slow down there mr ipa <laughs> <clears throat> This is a really good IPA. (laughs) It is. And you definitely feel it. Oh, I am feeling it. Yes. All right. So the description, civil unrest in the European countries of Madolva has U.S. forces engaging in the insurgent, in the insurgents. However, there is a new threat who have declared both are their enemies. This is a new threat resides in a alternative spectrum. Did you hear that? Spectrum. <laughs> uh, that makes them invisible to the naked eye. An instant death to anyone confronting them. Locals believe they are spirits of war, but others believe they are superior armed technology fabrications by the Mendolva government. So that is the very quick breakdown of the movie. So <laughs> the the bad guys, will call them, Are pretty much invisible. Which at the beginning of the movie, you see this guy confronting this creature, and you instantly think, "Oh, this movie's ghosts versus the army." Yeah, ghosts versus the army. Yeah, and I thought, "Oh, I can get down with this movie." It's like (laughs) much in the much in the tradition tradition of cowboys versus aliens, monsters versus aliens. Now, soldiers versus ghosts. Yeah, and I was (laughs) like. And it wasn't, like, corny whenever it first started. Like, right. No, it was like saw... this, you see this Delta operative. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Like, Dagger One or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so he's run. He's running through some ruins of some building. You can tell it's some war-torn area. And he's like, I'm not waiting for backup. That's Just right. tell him to follow me. I'm a badass. Yeah. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and he's running ahead. And he's got these goggles on. And he's got the goggles down. It's night. It's, uh, you know, they got the cool mood lighting on. And uh, he just sees something kind of bobbling in the in front of him, and then it just kind of yeah goes at him. It was, it was I thought it was a really really good beginning. It was he, a really good introduction. Yeah, yes, like, I agree they start it, and you're thinking, okay, I need to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, so a lot better than Hardcore Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it sets the tone very well yes. yeah yes. It, as I'm you gonna, know this is what to expect for throughout the movie whereas it's, hardcore it's, henry you're like what the yeah. heck am i from now on any podcast <laughs> episode i'll be like okay was it better or worse than hardcore henry yeah so after that we uh flash over to uh, our uh our hero dr klein uh, who is a DARPA researcher and engineer, which I guess we can call hero. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, and his boss, uh, uh, former uh, former news radio star Stephen Root, or as I like to call him, douchebag, <laughs> <laughs> uh, known from a lot of stuff. And they even uh, they get reports that the uh, the the uh, army detachment out in Moldova is having issues, so they send him out there because uh, he's the guy who invented these goggles that enabled them to see these. Uh, hyper spectrum beings he he flies out there uh he does this thing he ends up rolling out with a unit under the command of uh captain pike from star trek yes (laughs) i'm just saying for okay so plus this is a netflix original so netflix like it was only on there right and it was back in 2016 too but, but are you aware that this was not originally meant for Netflix? This was going to be released uh, in the theaters. I didn't and know Netflix that. And Netflix bought the rights after they decided oh, not to release it. Man, that kind of crutches me a little bit. Cause yeah. I was like, Netflix like killed it with this one. No, they uh, so Legendary Pictures made this movie, mm. uh, and they decided that they weren't going to release the movie because they determined that they were actually not going to make their money back on it uh, with all the money they spent on it. Netflix came in the, in the clutch at the last second, so maybe they didn't make the movie, but they recognized something when they saw it. They bought the rights and they released it on their platform. Do you know how much the budget was for this movie? I do not. $70 million. That's pretty good. That's, For what we saw, that's actually a pretty decent budget. Yeah, whenever, so, because I was researching this morning just some info and I saw that I was like, and I didn't know that part, so I was like, Netflix had a, gave somebody a budget of seventy million dollars. What but year, That makes sense. What, what year did this come out? This is like twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen? Oh, I thought it came out a little, a little bit earlier than that. No, it was 2016. so I remember this. Uh, so just going back a little bit, uh, when I saw this movie get released on Netflix when it when it came out, I uh, this was one of the first feature length movies that I saw that was like a quote unquote Netflix original. Yeah, yeah. It, We'd seen, it was like, one of the first yeah. uh, big action ones that they. We, Put we their logo on. yeah we'd seen like tv shows like house of cards and yeah. uh some of these other shows uh this is but this is before they like did uh, like a ton of original content uh so this was this was like one of the first like feature-length action movies that i'd seen them do that was like a big budget effects movie uh but say 70 million dollars hey yeah that was killer I just want y'all to know, uh, just in case my dog starts barking, we get we, to babysit today. Oh, we got our uh, guest, our guest podcaster, yeah, Bernie the, pro- the Bernie, uh, Bernie, Bernie dog here. That's right. I uh, yeah. heard is Bernie Bear. She is Bernie Bear. <laughs> Full blown corgi. She's 17 pounds and cute as hell. She's make she's making sure that we have no uh, interlopers into this That's podcast. Right. So just in case you hear uh, any kind of noises, just so you guys know, because I'm not gonna edit <laughs> that out. It's too much work <laughs> So back to the movie um, so he's in so Dr. Klein is now in Moldova working with uh, Delta Force which yeah. may be, we may have to look at the Delta Force movie in the future so we can kind of get a little more background into Delta Force as a whole right but he's working with Delta Team in Moldova, which uh, if you watch the movie uh, Captain Pike he says uh, borders Russia. Unless Russia has taken over Ukraine, it does not border Russia. I started to laugh because I was thinking, this can't... Was that right? I think I rewound it to hear it again. And then I looked it up because I was thinking, am I wrong? (laughs) Because, I mean, I don't know a lot about countries and borders and all that, but... Somehow, immediately as I heard that, I was like, that's, that doesn't sound oh. right to me. It's like, I'm a huge geography nerd. Oh, yeah, I know, and I heard that. Be, as, as soon as I found that out, I was like, oh, Anthony's, I bet he's just dying right I, now. Ryan, I wish you were in the room with me. Uh, you would have audibly heard me say, no, nope. that's not right. Yeah. in fact I have a note in my in my notebook here. That does not that is not right. Uh false. Yeah. So this one star general he needs to be bumped bumped down to Colonel because right. he failed geography. Uh, he's gotta look at a map. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? So oh he, but so okay. Yeah. For one, so I just wanna point out a few different things. The actors, I feel like we're some pretty good actors. Yeah. Uh The acting, I feel like, was pretty decent. Uh, For the characters they were playing, they were actually pretty on. Yeah, even even Discount and John Cena, major sessions here. (laughs) Discount (laughs) wasn't he? He looked like John Cena, but he was not John Cena. No, (laughs) he was the cheap version.
1: Yeah, oh, that's great. They
0: couldn't afford John Cena, so they got this guy who looks just like him. It's true. (laughs) Um, And then they hit all the classic catchphrases in this movie, like they i i wrote down like i was like oh they said that one oh they said that one and then i like the towards the end they go any last words before they all get on the helicopter to go fight the fight the ghosts the ghost things yeah. i was just like oh they're hitting all those so long story short they're uh they're rolling up they're trying to figure out who it is they got dr Klein and they got agent madison from the cia who's also on this agent madison thinks these are uh active camouflaged moldovan soldiers which i don't know about you but i didn't uh, nothing against moldovans out there if you're moldovan i am sorry but i don't believe your government's our biggest fan believe, base <laughs> i don't believe the government of moldova has that much like research dollars that they can produce active camouflage that I mean, DARPA can't do DARPA's like pretty on point when it comes to this stuff yeah uh, and so they roll out and they face these uh, These quote unquote ghosts In the in the building When they're trying to find a uh, U- Utah company I believe And the, yeah. our, the Utah team And uh, they find that these beings are in there they're, they're freezing people on the inside And burning them on the outside And they uh, have to escape Because they're taken out I believe I counted on screen There was about 12 But I think in the end they said it uh, 19 uh, guy, other guys on the uh, dagger team Were taken out at least until the sequel, maybe, where the U.S. government has now created these ghosts. Because they take all the equipment. Yeah. And uh, it's like a bittersweet ending there. It's true. Yeah. So, Ugh, long yeah. story short, <laughs> that was a whirlwind of a ride. It was. It was, was very was, emotional. Yeah. Having having a lot of the uh, pickiness when it comes to military action thrillers like this, I have some thoughts. Okay. So, so just <laughs> give me, like, your top three Things that you did not like about this movie. Well, let's start we'll start positive like we oh, always okay. do, actually. Okay. I, like, so, I, I What do we, we? What, are we, what are, Ryan, what did you like about this? And I'll get to my complaints later. <laughs> uh, okay, so, I mean... <laughs> I want to I want to start positive. For me, I like the movie as a whole. Yeah? I like, again, kind of the, the beginning part where you're just like, Oh, ghosts versus humans. That's kind of cool. And then kind of learning more and more. And then kind of figure out, like, there's... A, the the main character figures out how to make all these gadgets, right? The, trium- take the triumph of the uh, triumph of technology over superstition. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, just how he's like, oh, I bet this will work, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, you they you watch him build this, just honestly, shit. That somehow... It's out of stuff on the ground. Yeah, just like random shit that they're like, oh, yeah, I just happen to have this around. Oh, yeah, this will probably take them out. And so, but at the same time, it was kind of cool. It was like a, a MacGyver kind of feel. Yeah, I, I couldn't help thinking, like this is like, how, this is like video game logic uh, when it you It really around. was. It's like uh, you run around, it's like, uh, I'll plug this into this and do this into this. And uh, while I was... Uh, well I was uh, amazed that the uh, That the realism There was like really good realism in the movie They did their research putting this together Like at yeah. military operations And even like some of the stuff like uh, There was a creation of like a spotlight To make it so they could see, see. these ghosts yeah. Without using their goggles mm-hmm. I was amazed that they went so far as At one point the light breaks Yes it was for dramatic tension at one point But they showed that Wow, he could just build the stuff out of just random junk. It's like, oh, I can just reverse the polarity on this and make it work like a flashlight instead of work as a camera, which, uh, can we turn our cameras into flashlights? Uh, if not, we can, uh, I'm totally missing out. Let's go ask MacGyver wherever he is. Well, I mean, my iPhone my iPhone could do that, I guess, but I don't know. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, it has a different light than the light and the camera yeah, are the same thing. No. But uh, But it breaks at one point. Which I thought was awesome. Again, it was used for dramatic tension because now they couldn't see the ghosts, and then yeah. the, arm, the tanks up come up with they roll up and they save the day. But it showed that it was the technology was still fallible in the face of this like
1: almost it unbeatable made, enemy.
0: It made it more realistic, yeah, in a movie that's very unrealistic, right? I was <laughs> like yeah, because I mean, of course, the enemy uh, because of this being a uh, these uh, Einstein Rosen anomalies. Uh, what, what these beings made of Einstein Rosen condensate? Uh, I think is what they're referred to. Yeah. Uh, were totally unrealistic. I haven't looked in any science textbooks yet. I really should have before we did this po- podcast to see if that was a oh realistic thing. I don't know if this is totally invented by the movie, but uh, they're talking about this thing as totally unrealistic. Yeah. But they're using as much realism as possible to ground this entire movie, which yeah. I, th- I I I too really enjoyed. And really, I mean, another thing I want to note too is the i always use the word graphics but the animation mm-hmm. the the stuff that you could tell was animated was so good yeah like it yeah, was yeah. so incredibly good like the the helos and all that that kind of stuff where you're like at certain points you knew it was computerized well probably honestly all of it was but there are kind of points are like is this real or not right like, they did a really really good job at that did you uh so I don't know if you uh how how much you watch in the credits you know of course I for oh, I don't want to talk credits. about I watch all the credits Yes that's uh, that's Peter... the big difference I don't as soon as it's over I just turn it off cuz I'm like I'm done <laughs> so I I watched all the credits yes because uh, I want to give everybody their due that's right I'm not <laughs> I'm not pulling my weight here I guess but uh, Peter Jackson's Weta Workshop actually worked or, or actually worked on this movie so that really kind of speaks to how mm. some of the effects were really done very well it, it really was incredible like it, the, the ghosts were, or, and just like so many parts where you know it has to be computerized it just was incredible. Wait, they couldn't just use real ghosts. I know. I, I guess no. They couldn't. More than likely, they spent the seventy million on other things. So when we yeah. came, they're like, "Oh shit, we forgot to get the ghosts." And yeah. we know they, one ghost probably costs at least fifty million. Yeah, they probably had a hard time cutting a deal with the union. Oh god, I can't imagine that struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what are your likes, Anthony? All right, so my likes, I like the real, uh, like I mentioned before, I like that this movie was grounded in the realism. Uh, I know a little bit about, uh, I uh, and, and from my knowledge, I I know military stuff pretty decently. Uh, so the 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 actions of the team were somewhat realistic, uh, in how they ran around and they did stuff and how they. Uh, like one of the things I noticed is in the beginning of the movie, in the first third of the movie, when they are uh, going into a in, uh, what they believe is a insurgent stronghold, right, to rescue Utah team, yeah, they're moving in a very realistic fashion, and there in those they're, they're moving in those fire teams as a group of four people, uh, and uh, at first I was I was thinking, oh, they're they're really close together, so if like somebody throws a grenade or something like that. That would take out the entire team, but in actuality, they're moving like that, so if they come up on a door, they can stack up really quickly and go in and clear a room, which they show actually a clearing maneuver, which is actually done pretty decently with the shots that they bring in uh as in so far as much as we can see it so it was really cool I that did they notice, got that like so they would did the group of four going together and then it could see pretty far back there's another group of four so right so even if those four if anything happened there's another right there right uh far so enough means, so if there is an explosion or any kind of right, gunfire they they're still spacing. out of the way but yeah. you can still jump in i noticed that too. I was like right. oh that's pretty cool so they use pretty accurate uh, uh, military maneuvers to actually infiltrate this building to because again they were clearing what they believed to be a hostile space at the time that yep. was going to be uh held by uh living uh insurgents which was not the case oh no at all <laughs> which, but okay that whole scene was pretty cool
1: yeah it was very cool that's really the first it. time
0: you really really see the the ghost people mm-hmm. and that like it was pretty awesome uh, Is there anything else that you like that we want to mention before we move on to the negatives? So I also enjoyed. Uh, I, I they bring in the kids there. They kind of showed the stakes of what was going on. So they got the kids in there and they right. showed that their father had died. So it brings in a little bit more of that emotional side because whereas we were just like seeing these Delta team yeah. get annoyed with the DARPA guy, Doctor Klein and, right. the, and the agent who were they're like, oh, we just have to tote you guys around. And then they show the kids and they show they they showed that hey, these Delta Delta Force guys are actually human beings uh the uh one of the one of the sergeants i can't remember his name off the top of my head uh he was being kind of a jerk to them back at the uh air base right was like playing catch and he put the helmet on uh the kid oh, yeah. bogdan bogdan i believe uh and he was tossing around and he was wrestling with him and he was having a fun time it was like oh this guy is yeah he may be a special forces operator but he's a human being yeah and, he's a badass but he still has he's still yeah human right so I thought that was really cool. They kind of showed the, and it shows the stakes that, hey, if we don't stop this threat, this is what we can lose. We can lose this sort of thing. Yep. And it's already cost these kids their parents mm-hmm. in, uh, in, uh in this uh, civil war here. Uh, looking, looking at my notes here. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Yeah, that's fine. Because I have a lot of, uh, g- 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 again, knowing what I know about mil- uh, some of this uh, military stuff, I have a lot of, like, I'm going to always be picky so, about this sort of thing. I'll start first because mine's probably a lot quicker. <laughs> so, the dislikes. So, the scene whenever they already have the kids and they go to the rescue zone and they're waiting for the helos and the tanks to come. And then they finally show up. They all start shooting. I saw. I saw this too. That was crazy to me. So okay. So the only way to take out these ghosts, people, is by what is it iron? Is so I think it, I think at this point in the movie, they discovered that the iron, iron filings, or some sort of iron, yeah, is the only so, yeah. thing that will stop them. But the they uh... figure that out way before they even contact. HQ to come save them But I don't think they and, I don't know if they ever told The armored column about that though Well that's what Fucking drives me crazy Yeah They tell them how to make The thing so you can see the ghost They tell them how to do All this other stuff But they say Oh by the way Get a lot of iron <laughs> No 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 They're like They don't Oh let's just avoid that part So they come to save them The tanks roll up They're shooting They're Their guns, the heroes. There's people. They're throwing rounds at these buildings. Yeah, I mean the place is fucking destroyed, but it doesn't do anything to the ghosts because there's no fucking iron. That pissed me off so much because I was thinking, wouldn't that be a really big part? Was like, hey, if if you get time, don't make the lights to see them. Just make a shit ton of iron weapons. Right. But they don't. Right. And and also drives me crazy is the tanks roll up and they fire their cannons. And shit and debris. It's so close to the people they're trying right. to save. They almost kill them. With, like, without so much as a danger close call. <laughs> no, they're like, oh hey, there's our threat. Let's shoot it. Oh, who gives a shit if we're about to kill kids? Yeah, but <laughs> I was like, I, I, I thought the same thing. So you just like uh, they must have, they they must have known that the team that they're going to rescue was going to this place. And they just start. They roll in there, and they're firing They're they're firing hot. Oh, they like, are going they're firing, firing Lead down range. They're blowing yeah. the crap out of these buildings. Who knows if they're hiding there? I, we don't get any indication that oh. they're like because we see we see them. They're hiding next to this monument. They run out of this bus, that they're hiding onto the other side. Yeah. When they see that these ghosts are all around them, just and then they just like all of a sudden we just see these uh, rounds from these guys M4s, just like pocking the area that they're in. They're just like hiding underneath. Yeah. And there's so many times where they could yell. Uh, that's not gonna do anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many points where they can say, Hey, that's making things worse than right. helping. But they don't and even from the, the very beginning of the whole scene, you're just like, wait, wait, wait. wait. You decided not to tell them, hey, just get a bunch of iron, yes. fling it all over the ground, and we're good. Yeah, they had a giant radio. Yes. Why not? oh that. B- it's like even if I'm you home. tell the insurgents that Tell just tell everybody yeah. so we can all yeah. fight these ghosts and we can Seriously. be all on the same team at least oh, for a little that, bit. That drove me insane. <laughs> and then the last my my last point, which bugged me too, is whenever they get to the power plant where the ghosts are coming from you don't see the scientists that make them. Mm-hmm. You don't even you all you see is one body. Like, I mean, me and him chat a little bit, make sure we're not going to talk too much about the same thing, but you see one body and that's it. Right. Like. You see the one scientist. Yeah, there's one dead scientist, but that's it. There's nobody else in this huge fucking building full of deadly ghost people. You would think there'd be some people there to kind of help, you know? Right. or even documents like there was no paper scattered like for an abandoned, creepy, ghost area. It was very clean. I was like I was expecting when they went in there that there would be like the big bad like uh, the former president. Of this, yeah, this like, The former military dictator Of this to, like, country You expected like A big bad guy Yeah, yeah That would like, like Be like We meant to do this yes, And we purposely I Released created these this. people and, you know, Yeah a guy yeah. telling The whole plot Of why he did what Yeah but You didn't say shit And you're like Oh so Why Yeah You never really got the answer There's of, no main bad guy And you You don't know Why did they do What they did Yeah And you're just like You That whole like Hang on the thread You're like I don't really like that yeah there's like even the, <laughs> it's like even in like an, uh, even in a movie where there's an quote-unquote something accidentally happened there's still usually like a main bad guy mm-hmm. so and when they came to the end I was like why did why am I seeing this story this was all an accident yeah it's like what so It's, like, it's not even like uh this is not even something that could have have accidentally been caused by the prote- the, the protagonist of the story like they are because is- typically we see something like that typically the the in the story the protagonist would also serve as the we we could could also serve as an antagonist and have accidentally caused something like this right so those are mine i mean there were it's more but you know i try to cut it down to two (laughs) so let's hear yours anthony oh man so these goggles these guys are using from throughout the movie and at least until like halfway through the second act right I uh so they pop these things on on off uh you, we see actually see some videos when uh Dr Kleiner actually comes and visits uh the Moldovan air base the, the air base in Moldova uh, for the U S Air Force there uh and we see that these guys are using these goggles like day night whatever and I'm just thinking to myself why are these guys using it these goggles. And like during the daytime, during the nighttime, whatever, we see that they have the capability to do like motion sensing and a few other things. Cause I think we see one of the guys that they're going to rescue actually moving around underneath the bathtub. Right. But I'm, I'm just seeing them use these. And I'm like, typically, uh, with uh, with uh, night vision goggles that we have currently, that the military currently has, typically it limits your vision down to like a, uh, like about a, like a telescope would, like a, to like your 40 to 40 by 30 degrees or so. And I'm like, why would these guys who are, like, Special Forces Ops, like, wear these things that would limit their peripheral vision? It's like, because the guys come from the left, come from the right, sneak up behind you. Why would you wear that stuff? It it seems crazy to me, like, that they would wear this stuff during the daytime. I, you really, I I don't, I didn't really understand why they would have all these guys wearing these things over their eyes, which eyes are freaking awesome when it comes to that stuff. that was one of the things that kind of took me out of the realism a little bit. Hmm. They're like... Yeah, maybe have one guy wear that so they can kind of see that stuff. Yeah, but again, even even then, these guys were wearing this stuff, and they're like, there they was they were legit seeing like these ghosts, and they're like, oh, it's just uh, it's just interference. I don't know what you're talking uh, about, it's man. It's just a speck. Yeah, yeah, it's I like, saw oh, that, too. It's just uh, even though they've seen these ghosts like kill like all their teams, yeah. it's like oh, it's nothing. I just whatever. and immediately watching the movie, you're like, that's not just a smudge. Like you're it's an like, idiot. It's like, dude, why? This is why you're out here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh it's like one of the other things I noticed. So, I am a huge V22 fan what? and v, the V22s were issued uh, were like front and center in the last third of the movie. And man, I got really I got really like I got really irritated in the last bit there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like guys got in there and they uh they're like so the rules are set for set, set up for us in uh, towards the end of the movie. It's like uh Doc, uh Captain Pike comes in there Captain Pike, uh, via Star War- Star Trek, comes in there. And he's like, I brought these birds in. They were the last... Uh, I only got 19 guys out of here. I got, like, 20 minutes of fuel in each of these birds. And I got brought all this equipment. They build the weapons. They wear these thermal suits that uh, make it so they don't get burned when they fire these weapons. And they decide to go attack the Mazarov power plant. Right. They fly out there. They got 20 minutes of fuel in each bird. And they start hovering over this power plant. Hovering... Uh, the, just, the, just the hovering... Man, those guys would have just, as long as they're just sitting there, hanging over this place, those V-22s would never make it home. It's like, much less hover over this place for as long as they did. They're just hanging out there and not doing anything. Yep. It's like, drop those teams off somewhere and then make it back, because those, those planes are, once they set down, they're done until they get more fuel. <laughs> that was like the first thing that got me. I'm, I was getting irritated over it. And then they, uh, then you see them dropping these like robot uh, these robot dogs. I forget what they call it. I think they call them jackals. Sounds right. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, they're now. dropping them off. I was like I was like those things can't fly with those things on the back of the uh, back of the aircraft. Yeah, we'll with them down. I was I was like that is craziness to me. I was like again, I'm really picky about this stuff cuz I love those aircraft. I know like a ton about them. So when I saw that I was like that's not right. <laughs> Something's off here. Yeah. And uh but uh, just going, and just kept going through it. It's like while I was like super, uh, super picky about that stuff, there was uh, stuff I love, stuff I didn't love. It was my pickiness was mostly on the military stuff. Which while I said earlier that they were really grounded in some good stuff, they got a lot of stuff wrong too. Like any movie like this. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean it's a sci-fi, futuristic, right? So I mean, yeah, there's there's gonna be things that yeah, they're probably gonna get some some right and stuff stuff wrong. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. It's, like, much like my, uh, the one I love to pick on. It's, like, uh, going back to, like, the Transformers movie where they had jet-powered, uh, MQ-1 (laughs) Predators. So, which are totally not (laughs) jet-powered propellers. So. (laughs) But, uh, I go off track, so. All right, so. Let's talk about, would you recommend this? Uh, well, the noteworthy things first, though. Oh, yes, my bad. Noteworthy. So, noteworthy things. Uh. So you go, you can go ahead and go first with noteworthy. Uh, And I already mentioned the, the noteworthy, the most noteworthy is the acting for me Mm -hmm. was spot on. Yeah, they got some. Yeah, the acting was good. They had some bigger name people. They had some people you've never heard of before, but I feel like everybody was on point. Yeah. Uh, there was a few moments where it was like, oh God, here we go, but. Overall, the, I I thought the acting was fantastic. I thought actually uh, for the for the kids they were actually pretty spot on. Oh, for yeah, how the, kids would act the, in this those situation. Those kids were awesome. Yeah, uh, I felt bad for Bogdan at the end because Bogdan just got like totally like thrown out there as like a uh, as a uh, stakes builder so to speak. So right. like, you see this kid get uh, totally psh, by a ghost, you know. What uh, about you? What's your noteworthy? So my noteworthy thing towards uh, like right at the end of the movie, uh you get this big ethics decision. So up to this point, uh Dr. Klein, he's not if you notice, he has not fired a weapon this entire time. I did not know that. Because uh, because his big thing is like he doesn't he builds this microwave weapon that can like flash uh flash evaporate uh an enemy's water supply and then he's like he doesn't want to use that to uh to like I believe they ask him uh if that uh, what what that would do to a living thing and he's like he's got all these ethical quandaries or ethical complaints when it comes to this and uh his boss tells him "Well, you, you just kind of need to do it because that's what yeah. we're paid to do yeah uh when he goes there he never he, he uses this he, he basically he's got a searchlight uh like strapped to his hip at from from then on where he's using this to kind of show people where to shoot but he never actually shoots himself huh. until we get to the very end where we see all these uh cadaver uh nervous systems in these uh tanks that are controlling the ghosts like right at the end yeah. and he then decides and he very much in very something that was very reminiscent to me of mass effect where you have these big ethical decisions should you yep. do something or not do something and he uh pulls puts i would i would probably say from his perspective puts all these people out of their misery yes and kills them and they uh you see their brains and nervous system dissolve into nothingness uh, yeah. uh, so to speak and they, they all kind of uh just disappear uh, i so that was one of the most noteworthy things to me it, it, this plot the plot of this movie that, that and that kind of drove home for me the plot of this movie seemed very much like a video game to me which i would it say really this did. movie would make an awesome video game oh yeah i would play it yeah totally. i would totally play it yeah as i can see uh modern warfare uh 27 spectral yeah <laughs> i could see that <laughs> yeah It'd be pretty cool, but all right. So, would you recommend it? I would recommend this if you want to see a movie that is free to see. Uh, well, pending you have a Netflix, Netflix. subscription, of course. That's right. So, pending you're paying already paying that twelve ninety nine subscription, this is a movie. This movie's free to see. It's a good. Dis- it's good. It's a good distraction. Good to see. I highly recommend it. It's really good. Rep- they have a pretty decent representation of military action. Uh I'm not sure how this would go if we were actually fighting ghosts, but hey, right. I liked it. It was pretty good. So, yes, I would recommend it. I-, I actually first watched it one day that I called in sick to work. I was feeling terrible. Watched a bunch of movies and shows that I wanted to try and after that I was like, "Oh, I liked it." And then, whenever I rewatched it uh, this week, I again was like, "Man, it really is a good movie." Um, so I think it's worth a watch if you're an action, sci-fi, futuristic fan. So I think chances are higher of that if you're listening to this podcast. It's true. We <laughs> most of our stuff is going to be action. Yeah. So, all right. So let's move on to our next segment. All right. Recommendations, correct? Recommendations, or what are you liking? All right. So you can recommend something, or you can just talk about what you enjoy this week. So, Anthony, tell me about yours. All right. So this week, what I am recommending slash enjoying, my wife and I, we just went to the movie theater this past week, and what did we go see? We saw the new release, Ready or Not. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, was that Margot Robbie on the screen that I just saw? I am sorry it is not. It was, uh, I believe her name is uh, Samara Wilkins? Samara Williams? I'd probably have to double check on that. Uh, but uh, she looks very much like Margot Robbie. But it's a movie about this uh, this bride who marries into this rich family. Who then they go in and they, uh, if you watch the trailer, they she marries into the family. And all of a sudden they're trying to kill her in this game of hide and seek. It was crazy. It was zany it was uh gory at times but goodness i love that movie it was freaking hilarious it was freaking funny it was very much in the vein of if you've seen the movie uh cabin in the woods one of those funny horror slash suspense not not so much suspense but horror slash action movies i really loved it it was a great movie to watch i would probably watch it again when it comes out onto Netflix or DVD or one of uh, basically a home format format that I can watch it again on, I really enjoyed it. Well, again, another one I'll probably have to look into. Yeah. So mine is it's for one it's a little self promoting, but um, something awesome that I got to do this week is actually meet a guy that I've interacted with on Instagram. So. I started my own personal beer Instagram page because I drink so much beer. I was like, ah, it'd be kind of fun. So my personal Instagram doesn't get too crowded up without that. But uh, a guy that I follow uh, has a really pretty dog and really cute. And he came up this way and messaged me. He was like, hey, you know, you guys want to meet up and get some beer? So we went last night and hung out with him and met his dog. And the guy is really awesome and really... Uh, knowledgeable about beer and they actually live down in Austin so the next time we go down there which hopefully is pretty soon is like he said they would take us to a few breweries and so I mean what I'm enjoying is this kind of the beer page that I created and it's getting some good traction and uh, meeting a lot of really cool people and it's it's been fun to learn more about beer and people why why they've gotten into drinking beer and why it's a hobby and which is just another excuse to be an alcoholic but uh mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm enjoying. So, I guess it is time to wrap this up. Yeah, we've gotten a little bit long today, haven't we? It's a longer one, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, it, This this movie really deserved it, so. Yeah. So, uh, again, if you guys want to hit us up on Twitters, which is... uh, We're at Let's Make a Pod. Yes, the podcast may be called Let's Do a Podcast, but the Twitter is currently at Let's Make a Pod. Yeah. Just to make it a little bit more confusing for everybody. Maybe one day we can change that up. Yeah, we'll fix that up eventually. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you can tweet us there or uh, leave us a comment wherever you are listening to this. And we will check on you guys later. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got ahead of myself. Oh. What are we doing next podcast? Oh, so next podcast we are talking about... <laughs> uh we're talking about equilibrium Scott. is oh, the next movie fantastic so if you don't know about it look it up don't watch it because then we'll tell you about it or watch it and then you can listen and yeah, tell us equilibrium how bad we starting are. chris starring christian bale that's, that's, just that's, a further clue there fantastic <laughs> so anyways we'll check out you guys later all right bye